You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. I am your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh. And today in this next interview, we're going to be talking about unconventional aligned living with my beautiful friend, Melaine Lee Butler. She is the alignment queen. She's a master coach, human design expert, and mama. Welcome to the show, Melaine. Uh, Nat, thanks for having me. I'm super excited about today and speaking some truths that may be a little triggering, but my hope is that it invites you to get a little curious and ask some questions that maybe you're not asking just yet. I am so excited. I love to help people um, understand themselves and others better. And that's what we're going to dive into. If you guys don't know Melaine, she is known as the Alignment Queen. She's been a master coach, alignment coach for female entrepreneurs and leaders for the past eight years. Melaine supports you in being able to connect, understand, and align to your unique human design to thrive in business, motherhood, and life. Her motto is, when you align, you thrive. She also shares in her teachings that if you hate the struggle, you're going to love alignment. Ooh, can't wait to dive in. <laughs> so <Amen. we> ch- <laughs> you've chosen unconventional aligned living. Before we dive into that, can you give us a little bit, a little bit of history, a little bit of backstory for yourself? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Um, how long do we have? <laughs> Just give us like the two minute version. Yeah, I'm going to give you the two minute version. So. Eight years ago, I was fired from my job as an executive in a life coaching company. I thought that that was everything that I ever wanted. It was the combination of all of my skill sets really coming together and allowing me to shine. And I felt like I made it. I was living in Manhattan. I had an amazing apartment. I felt like I made it. The only piece that was missing was having the love of my life come in, which felt like it was really a struggle to find that perfect person, especially in Manhattan. And I got fired February of 2015. And I knew it was coming. I actually had this like this premonition that it was happening. And I said to one of my colleagues, I'm going to get fired. She said, how you, you create so many results for this business. Why would you get fired? I have no idea. I just have this knowing that I'm going to be fired. And perhaps it's not my aligned path to be here anymore. And so I was. And instead of getting angry and upset and yelling at my boss, because they were blaming me for something that wasn't actually my fault. And when we get into talking a little bit about human design today, it makes sense. As I know my design more now, I understand, oh, that that's totally aligned with the way I've been created. And I got blamed for things that weren't my fault, but I just accepted it. And thanked him. I was like, thank you for this opportunity to allow me to go out there and actually do what I came on earth to do and be my own boss. I had always wanted to do that. And it was just an opportunity for me to immediately step into who I really wanted to be. And so the moment I walked out of that office, I made a pact with myself. And I said, Melaine, you will never work for anyone ever again. (laughs) Do whatever it takes to create the success. And I was willing to go to any lengths, obviously with an ethical and moral reason to create my success. And eight years later, I can say I've worked with hundreds of people, have made millions of dollars, traveled the world, met my husband, had children, everything came together, but it wasn't in the conventional way I expected it to happen. 
Oh, that is so good. And I love that we're talking about the aligned path because I do believe now more than ever, people are seeking to understand themselves better and also to understand others better. Um, And also, you know, that's interesting about sometimes the door closes, you know, like the door closed, they let you were fired. Sometimes we close the door. Sometimes we go, you know what? Enough is enough, or I'm done with this. So this doesn't light me up anymore. Um, So I'm just excited for people to listen to this and to think about their own lives and to question whether they are on their own aligned path. And maybe it's time to close the door if no one's closing it for you. (laughs) Totally. I think that you know, maybe, maybe the missed opportunity that could have happened back in 2021 when people were being forced to make a decision on whether or not to be to be jabbed. And instead of blaming or yelling or getting angry at someone outside of you, the opportunity could have been, well, maybe I don't actually like my job. Maybe the opportunity is to start my own business. Maybe the opportunity is to birth my new creation. And that could have been a missed moment. And Maybe you just decided to get jabbed and then keep going on your merry way. But I believe that these opportunities keep coming into our life if we're not on the path that's aligned for us. And it's like, did I miss the bus? No, you didn't miss the bus. The bus comes every 15 minutes, (laughs) (laughs) but you don't want to get hit by the bus. So start paying attention to when the bus is arriving and whether or not the station that you're at is the one you want to continue to be on. I love it. Rather than just standing there with your earbuds in and you didn't even notice that the bus already went past. <laughs> yeah. And then just blaming and yelling at some external person, place or thing, government. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. Well, look at it as an opportunity. How can we, because we're going to dive into human design a little bit. Some yeah. people, my, my audience, a lot of my audience knows that I love human design. I mentioned it in a few shows, but we've never really dived in. So um, what, like, what is, we're talking about aligned living. Let's start there. What does aligned living, living even look like? What does it mean? Yeah, this is a great question. I think that especially in the personal development world, alignment, there's a lot of like hot catchphrases that get thrown around, align, align, alignment. And For me, what alignment means is following your truth, listening to what your inner voice is guiding you to do. And I always say that there's a thousand ways to create success, but there's only one aligned way that feels super harmonious for you. And the kind of the the trick or the game or the challenge may be not falling prey to these shiny objects outside of you that tell you that you're going to get there faster if you do it this step-by-step way or this formulaic way. And I say that with a little bit of a chuckle because that's something that I fell prey to for so many years. It doesn't really feel good. I don't really like doing it, but so-and-so made a lot of money. So let me try it. And what I realized at the end of the day that money, success, all the things you desire come as a byproduct of when you're living your truth and what feels good for you. And I happen to call that alignment and human design as a modality. It's really cool because it shows us what's under the hood. It shows us what's going on in your unconscious, what might be ruling you and blocking you, your blind spots, if you will, from having and living in that aligned life. Yeah, because a lot of motivational advice or coachy advice is very generic, you know, and I think once people understand their energy type, their human design type, then they can see more easily how to live in alignment. So let's go there. Let's go like, 
okay, so what are these human design types? How do I know what I am? And then how do I live more in alignment? I know we only have a certain amount of time, but whatever you want, wherever you want to go with that. Where do you want to go? As much as you can. So there's five different energy types, you guys. And to understand human design, to just backtrack a little bit, it's basically the science of your energetic blueprint. So each of you is born with an energy blueprint that's as specific as your thumbprint. And so there's five energy types that you'll fall into. And then within that, it goes deeper. Then there's your profile, your gates and channels, and a bunch of other nuances going on in your specific design. So yeah, you may be, there's five energy types, generator, manifesting generator, projector, reflector, manifester. And let's say you're a generator and, you know, around 30% of the planet are generators. And you might say, well, I don't feel like a general person. I don't feel like I mesh with all these people. Well, that's great because within your design, it gets more specific. So it's not, it's just that your energy type, the way your aura is always working with the universe is more general as the generator. But then as we get specific in your design, we can understand, oh, this is why she keeps sabotaging because she has a one line in her profile. So she's going to question everything. She's going to investigate everything which is a great attribute, but as a downfall can be something that stops you from listening to your intuition because you're always waiting for more intel or you're not ready yet because you need to know more. And so when we understand that, we can say, oh, I." we now bring it to our awareness and we no longer allow it to run our life, but we can harness it and gain personal power. So one of the things you're saying there is not everyone is designed to make decisions based on like pros and cons lists. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. So there's the five different energy types. That's how your aura works, your energy fields. And then within that, each energy type has a strategy, a way in which they best work with the universe. And then each energy type further has, or each person has an inner authority, which is how they're unique in intuition, and I like to say connection to God, works. So I find it funny when people say, well, I'm very intuitive. And I say, it's great. You are special for sure, but everyone is actually special. Everyone has an intuition. It's just that not everyone is flexing the muscle of their intuition. So some people's muscle has atrophied. Just like if I haven't gone to the gym and worked out my physical muscles, they would be a lot smaller than someone that goes to CrossFit every day. And so in order to build that intuition and flex that muscle, when you know your inner authority, and by the way, if you don't know your human design, you can simply get your body graph at bodygraph.com or just type in the Google search bar, human design body graph. And then you'll see your energy type, your inner authority, your profile, et cetera. And that inner authority is is one of the biggest pieces truly understanding yourself because it teaches you how you uniquely make decisions. So for me and Nat, I'm a sacral authority, which means, and so she, which means we make decisions based on our gut intuition. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> and our and we're all, we're also, if anyone wants us to be on their poker team, immediately say no, kick us out of the place because we don't have poker faces. You'll know exactly how we think or what we think and how we feel based on our expression and how our body is moving, not moving, how we're positioning ourselves. We're very expressive with our physical features. 
my boss, the one that fired me, (laughs) (laughs) during our meetings, he would present these ideas. And he'd say, Melaine, what do you think? Oh, I think it's an amazing idea. He said, well, you may want to tell your face that. That's what he used to say. (laughs) And this is before I knew I was a sacral authority. So I used to always make it wrong that I was very expressive, that my, oh, I should hide how I'm feeling. I should hide what I think because I want them to all like me, right? And so my father used to always say, you're so impulsive. You make decisions so quickly, but that's the nature of the sacral authority. And then, you know, when we take it further, the profile has different energy going on in that, different lines. For me, I have a, I'm a three, five, just like Nat. We have very similar profiles. No wonder we get along so well. Um, And the three energy is all about learning through trial and error, learning through mistakes. And my parents had different profiles. They more they had one line energy going on. And so they're constantly shaking their head at me. Here she is, making another mistake, being a naughty girl. When will she get it? But that's how I learn. That's how I grow. So I was never embraced. I was always made wrong. And then what happens is the opposite. You overcorrect and try to be perfect, please everyone, and are wildly out of alignment. So if I lost you, because I'm getting detailed into a lot of things, I think the, the main thing to understand and to start with is just learning your energy type, mm-hmm. because we as a society have these one size fits all. And we know even, you know, in, in the health industry, one size fits all medicine's not going to fit everyone. You know, not everyone can drink, you know, cow's milk. Cow, for everyone, cow's milk might not be the thing. Some people like coconut milk. Some people are allergic to coconut milk. So it's the same thing in every aspect of life. And human design, especially when you start to understand yours, allows you to understand and harness your own power and not fall prey to these one-step modalities or these formulaic ways. And you're going to feel, you guys, as we go through into this newer paradigm which human design says kicks off in 2027, you're going to feel shifts happening. You're already seeing it happen in society where people, my body, my choice. No, I don't care. I'm going to give my power over. I want my power. Like there's these dueling opinions, very black and white. Um, And I think the opportunity is to go inward. And that's how human design can support you in really activating your personal power and understanding how you uniquely work. You know, one of the things I love, I always say, you know, it helps us to understand each other better, yeah. judge, judge ourselves and others less and love ourselves and others more. And especially for those of us, those of us listening that are parents, and I did two weeks in a row, so probably five different interviews on the topic of keeping kids safe. I love talking about kids. Um, but as a, as a parent and a parenting author, one of the things I'm like, what, number one, why did I not learn about human design earlier? And thank you, Melaine, I learned about it through you. And I'm just like so excited about it, but it helps us to treat our children equal, but not the same. So how can understanding your child's or your partner's human design type bent, like strengthen your relationship? Oh, it's so delicious. I think the first thing to understand is their energy type because each energy type is wildly different. So generators and manifesting generators are 70% of the population. So if we think about that, most things have been made geared towards 
the bigger percentage of the population, many gens and gents, because they've probably been made by manifesting generators and generators because there's more of them on the planet. And so then if you have a projector child or a manifester child or a reflector child, they're going to be forced to fit into those ways. And the biggest deconditioning for all of them is to understand they're not built to run like an energizer bunny 24-7. And manifesting generators and generators have unbounding energy, which means that if you have generator or manifesting generator children and it's a rainy day, they're not naughty because they're bouncing off the walls. It's because they haven't been able to actually get their energy out. They're not naughty or bad or wrong. But And then you might say, yes, but my child is very shy at school. My child doesn't, is socially awkward. Should we diagnose them? Should we give them medicine? And I say, well, no, maybe look at their design first. Mm-hmm. My boys, all of them, I have three boys earthside, my stepson, Cameron, my son, Jack, and my son, Liam, two, four generators, all three of them, two, four, two, four. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a rowdy house. Very rowdy. Everyone's a generator except for my husband. So he's, you know, wildly exhausted at times because he needs to pull away from our energizer bunny. Go, 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 go. He needs to rest and also take his solitude time. But more so from knowing that he has a two in his profile and all my boys, two, four, two, four, two, four. And you're like, this means nothing to me. I don't understand. When you look up your chart, if any of your family members have two in their energy, in their profile, whether in the beginning or the end, two, four, six, two, et cetera, it means that they have what human design calls the hermit within them. And they need solitude alone time. They need to take breaks. Why is this important and why do we care? Because most parents pick their children up. And then the first thing they do is stick their face into their child's face and go, how was your day? What did you do? Tell me about your day. And when their child's eyes are really wide and glazed over, are you okay? Are you not feeling good? Should we go to the doctor? What are you feeling? Is your ear hurting? Is your tooth hurting? What's going on? Oh, you must be mad at me. Are you mad at me? Why are you mad at me? Why are you not talking? And then their child lashes out or has a tantrum or gets really upset or gets really angry or gets offended. When actually with the twos, they've been stimulated all day. They're like, please take me home. I need a nap. I need to break away. I need my alone time. And if your child is a projector and has a two, even more so. Or if your child's a projector, even more so. If your child's a reflector, even more so. Mm. And so just knowing like that little piece about my boys, when I pick them up, I go, I'm so happy to see you. Let's go home, get you a snack, and you can take a break. And they say, thanks. And a few hours later, they'll say, mom, can I tell you what I did at school? And I said, I'd love to hear what happened at school. So I let them come to me instead of me going after them and then making them feel wrong for not wanting to provide the answers that I want in that moment because I'm a different design. So it's it's wildly supported me in parenting and understanding my kids. and And I also learn a lot about the designs from them, too. I love that. I think that's so helpful for parents. And when they do understand the human design type specifically, I mean, you've got three that are all the same. Yeah. So I've got two projectors and a Manny Jenny children. Yeah. Um, and it would be so easy to judge them and go like, wait a minute, why does he never want to do anything? 
you know, yeah. why is he just like lazy and just chilling around the house? Well, he's a projector and he's just happy to chill. He doesn't need to do a thousand different things like the manager. Totally. So it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And like, and the eating styles would be different in your house. You know, the projectors might snack and, you know, throughout the day, but smaller little bite size, whereas the Manny Gen might have bigger meals throughout the day, snacking set, or just be permanently a fixture in the cupboard, you know, because they need more food because they're burning it so fast. Whereas the projector needs more food to maintain, sustain their energy. So it's about eating really nourishing food And then I hear the parents saying, well, everyone should eat nourishing food. And that's correct. But for manifesting generators, they can get away with a little processed here and there because they have so much energy that they're burning it constantly. Whereas a projector isn't burning it constantly. They're using it for energy. So it needs to really be the right kind of food for their system. It's interesting because projectors, I always kind of describe as like, there are sensitives in society. And I don't mean other people aren't sensitive and other people aren't empathic, but they tend to be more susceptible to, correct me if I'm wrong, like the environment, meaning if you have mold in your house, they're the one that's going to get sick. If you're at a rock concert or going to the mall, they're the one that's going to be exhausted. If you're a grown up and you've got a conference and maybe even if you're presenting at the conference, block out your calendar the next day to give yourself recovery time. I think once people realize the difference, they can then, I guess this is the idea, realize your type and then live your life so that it serves you. Like block out the day because you know you're a projector, you know you need recovery time. Whereas the generator is like, go I can just keep going. I can do meetings the day after totally. a conference. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and for projectors, I mean, more so even reflectors, right? But let's take it even a step further. You're like, well, why is this happening? When you look at your chart, your design, when you pull that body graph up, you're going to see either colored in blocks, energy centers, or white. And the more you have white, even if you're a generator, you're going to feel more of the effects from the external world. You're going to be taking that on. So reflectors have all open energy centers. And then, but other energy types could have open energy centers. Like for me, I only have three defined centers, which means that I am actually taking a lot of the external world in. So I need to be mindful that if I'm exhausted, it's something outside of me that I'm taking on. It's not something being produced within me. Whereas a projector or a reflector or a manifester, they're the kind of beings that will get tired faster because they don't have the sustainable energy like the manifesting generator and generator. So it's like there's there's a lot of overlap in human design. Someone might have a two line in their profile and needs solitude and alone time and rest. A projector needs that period. You know, so there's a little bit of, there's some commonalities and that's why when you understand your unique design, you understand that literally it's like as specific as your thumbprint. No one has been designed exact. I said, Natalie and I have similar designs, but it's not exactly the same. There might be different gates and channels going on. And by the way, the coolest thing about all of this is that for you guys that love facts and proof is that this has all been backed by DNA testing and different uh, ancient studies, quantum physics, et cetera. So it's a really great way to start to understand, like Natalie said, who you are, to claim your personal power and not let circumstances have the power over you. 
And also to respect, you don't have to love everyone, or I'm sorry, you don't have to like everyone, but you can love them. You can respect them for who they are. You don't have to like them. And you can respect the fact that people just aren't designed exactly the way you were. You know, it's funny. I remember before I learned about human design, I used to say, well, some of my friends who, you know, I would call them, like, I would judge them. I would say, oh, she's a canceler. Oh, she always cancels. Now it's like when they cancel, I'm like, oh, she's a manifesting generator. Totally makes sense. Right. Cause give them permission to quit, cancel and recommit. Yeah, totally. Oh, well, and manifesting generators get like, you're flaky, you're flaky, you're flaky, you're non-committal. I have seen so many manifesting generators as adults get diagnosed and start taking medicine for mm. ADHD. So many, this comes up often. Now I'm not a healthcare provider, so I can't speak on that. But what I can just say is it's interesting. If you had known as a child that you were a manifesting generator and understood the way your energy type works, maybe you wouldn't be at the point where now you need to take medicine or maybe the diagnosis wouldn't even be a thing. I love that. And I think also, you know, I know you were on a podcast the other week and you were talking about jab injuries. And and one of the things I was wondering is like, it would be interesting to know if there's a correlation between those that were jab injured um, and being a projector as they are are more, they're the more sensitives. They're the ones that are more affected by the environment, by chemicals, by things like that. So, I mean, Hey, if anyone's out there listening and and you're a, you you feel like you're jab injured, I would love to, we can look up your human design and I'd love to know if you're a projector. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, I think projector reflector reflectors, soup, even more sensitive to a, a projector. I'd, I'd go on a limb and say, likely if it's a jab injured person, they're probably falling into that category, which would then be comprised of around, you know, between 20 and 30% of the population, which kind of makes sense because I feel like that's where the percentage of the jab injured are. Now, again, if you're continuing to jab yourself again and again and again and getting booster, 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 because, you know, you can never be too safe. Um, <laughs> no matter what design you are, if you're o- overloading your system with chemicals, then that could that could be what happened. It'll be interesting. I I was just saying to... Natalie, that someone in my family has recently become jab injured. So I will be curious to pull their chart up and see what's going on. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think a lot more people are actually, because people go, oh, jab injured, what's that mean? I must be having a heart attack or like visible reactions. But there's so many underlying injuries that we are told or the norm, and it's okay, don't worry about it, it happens to everyone. And uh, some a distinction that I make with my clients really early on is average is not normal. Just because it happens to everyone does not mean it's normal. It means it's average, and they have sold it to you as though it's normal so that you don't question and you just shut up, sit down, and behave. And so I would say, a lot of people are jab injured, walking around, not even knowing it, you know, having nut allergies, egg allergies. Those are reactions to vaccinations that are curated in Petri dishes with that kind of stuff on it. Also, I just found out too, more recently that antibiotics can cause that as well. So an, too, mu- too many antibiotics early on, which 
you know, a lot of the healthcare industry is very happy to just prescribe. And so you build this resistance and then can in turn get egg and nut allergies as well. And we see this rise, like, I don't know about you, but in the 80s, 90s, I knew no, none of my, there was no such thing in our school or lunch that you couldn't bring a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because someone might drop dead from touching the nut. But now that's a thing. Yeah. You know, this brings up some things for me because, um, as most of my audience knows, or some of them do, my son has alopecia. So he's 14. He lost his (laughs) hair over a period of two months when he was seven, just totally fell out and body hair, eyebrows, all the things slowly starting to come back very, if I get the lighting right, I can, I get excited because I can see a little bit of eyebrow, but, um, he started taking like protein powder and adrenal stuff. But my point is one of my friends said to me, this is during the COVID craziness. She said, you know, that alopecia is a side effect of the flu jab, right? I was like, Oh God. I said, because guess what? As a youngster, he got tons of ear infections. I didn't know about essential oils, which everyone knows I'm obsessed with now. So it was antibiotics left, right, and center for him. So I rung up the doctor. I said, Hey, can you let me know which vaccinations he had just so I can get the full report because we moved from Christchurch to Auckland after the earthquake. And not only did I get him the flu jab when he was, it was six months before he went bald, just so you know. But when I ran the report, he got double dose of the MMR when he was 12 months old because I obviously took him twice or something. He got double dose of the measles, mumps, and rubella when he... Now, my husband would think, Nat, that's not a thing. Like, it's not that. But I'm like, maybe it's mother guilt. I don't know. But I'm like, this is this is weird to me, you know? So I feel like he had extra amount of metals in his high, you know, metals in it, toxins in his system, plus all the antibiotics he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe made him more susceptible. But here's the cool thing. He's actually not a projector. He's a manifesting generator. Yeah. Go, go, go. Do, do, do. Help all the people. And superpower, being present, grounded, and spontaneous and fun like a child. Yeah. If there was anyone in my family to go bald and not really worry about it, it's him. Like yeah. he just is who he is and he's taken yeah. it in his stride like an absolute champ. However, as a mother, I still am like curious and hopeful that it will grow back. But part of that is like, is it kind of my fault? Yeah, no, I could understand the guilt that you take on. And, and I think what's really beautiful about human design is that a lot of forgiveness can come from understanding that Jonah is also a three, five in his profile, which is the the same as you. Yeah. And that three energy really is all about trial and error and the Phoenix from the ashes rising up again. Resiliency strength is built through life experience. So his, regardless of the dynamics that unfolded, his soul was always going to choose a path that was a little bit more challenging so that he can continue to rise up. And I'd say He'll make a great entrepreneur or business owner or something leader in the future. And when people have issues or problems, they'll be like, come on, guys, let's let's find, let's solve this. Let's figure it out. Like, we got this. We can do this. And he won't let, you know, the little things rock him. But I, but I can totally understand the, the guilt or the shame for feeling that. And you didn't know. Like, when we know better, we do better. When Now you know. So now you would never. But back then... You know, you didn't know. And I think my whole motto in life is question everything, Mm -hmm. like question everything, just be curious. And at school, they ask even, you know, my, my kids are a lot younger than that. And my three-year-old at kindy, they said, so 
what do you want him to learn? Like, what, what are your goals and what are your goals for Liam? And I'm like, well, he's three. Um, but I always say to the teachers, my goals are to have curious, independent learners and thinkers that look at the world with awe and wonder and are just questioning everything and really going inward for their own answers. And they're like, wow, that's so great. And I said, yeah, because I don't want my kids, for me, if my kids just listening to instructions all the live long day, I feel like I failed them. I want them to question everything. I don't want them to just take things at face value, whether it's coming from me or a teacher or someone else. I want them to question everything. And my son, Jack, just started primary school at a more Montessori-based school. So it's all child-led learning. And he's thriving. And they were laughing, telling me the other day that when he first started, he was just, he was like, nope, 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 I'm not doing it that way. Nope, not doing it that way. And just questioning and kind of pushing the boundaries and seeing what felt good for him. And I was thank you. I'm so happy that that's how he is because I don't want my kids to just fall in line. I want them to question it. So when my kids say, mommy, is that, you know, is Jupiter a planet? And I'm like, is it? I don't know. You tell me, tell me what you've learned. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is it? Oh, is the earth round? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just curious. Every question they bring to me, I never give them an answer. I always make them Think about it. Get curious about it. And I love that. And questioning things from a place of curiosity, not yeah. a place of fear. Like, oh right. no, what if this happens? What if that happens? Yeah. But from a place of curiosity, totally different energy. Hey, Melaine, I'm going to go to the four questions that I ask everybody. Cool. Number one, um, what is one time in the last year where you've truly upped your brave? Ooh. Many times. I feel like the beginning of this year has a big been a big initiation of upping my brave. I woke up on January 1st and I just didn't feel good in my body. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel jazzed about life. And so I decided to up my brave by taking on a 75-day challenge to change the way I lived. And from that experience, I've released over 44 pounds. My business exploded. So much goodness came. But that moment was really a initiation of upping my brave. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, yay. That's awesome. I, I love it when we realize, you know, this life isn't feeling great and we take empowered action. So that's exactly what you did. Yeah. Uh, the bucket list. What is one thing on your bucket list, something you want to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that possibly the up your brave reality check radio audience can help you with? Mm, well, um, what is my, Hmm. I think the one thing that I would love, love, love is to be able to impact millions of people with my message around human design and really supporting them and in understanding who they are so that they can understand their neighbor and their partner and their children better. So I feel like when we release judgment, like you were saying earlier, the world just gets to be a better place. So it's not about like saving the world, but I would really love to have that impact and create a movement in my lines living community. So speaking on bigger stages would, is something that I'd love to do. Awesome. I'll write it down. We'll see what, we'll see what arises. And see what happens. <laughs> talk to me in a few months. <laughs> the next question is what is coming up for you? So mm -hmm. either life or business and how can people connect? 
So what's coming up for me, I have Profile Power that is out currently, and it kicks off in a couple of weeks. And Profile Power is an amazing 12-week deep dive into your unique profiles. And I think it's a great place to start at learning your human design. It supports you in understanding where your blocks are, how your subconscious is working, how to effectively communicate with other people, how to understand your children, how to reclaim personal power. And I'm going to be doing all of that while traveling to the States with my family for a month. Of course you are because you're a generator and that's how you roll. (laughs) And that's what we do. (laughs) Okay. How can people, that sounds amazing. And um, how can people find that? And also how can they connect with you? I know you're on Instagram, probably Facebook. Yeah. Every, every handle Instagram, Facebook is Melanely Butler. You can find me and in my Instagram profile, you can click on it and are all the links to everything in my world. So I would say that's probably the best place to go. Come follow me on Instagram, Melanely Butler, go to my profile and you'll see all my goodies, the different memberships and courses that I have. And I'm just going to spell it because we are a radio show, M-A-L-A-I-N-E from Melane and they yes. can find the right, Lee. L-E-A-H. Got it. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Hey, before we wrap things up on our little talk here about unconventional aligned living, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Uh, I would just say you guys. Follow your, follow your heart. Listen, go inward. Stop listening to what other people are telling you to do and just start listening more to what it is you really want to do. I love it. I love it. And I think that's really important. And you talked a bit today about that, that sovereignty piece. And now it's trusting yourself and, and trusting your, your gut. So thank you so much, Melaine, for joining us today. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Nat. Amazing. And thanks everyone for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.